This afternoon, I'm going to speak about the power in community. Pastor has been speaking about uh, Pastor John, because uh, now we have got so many pastors. We are used to <laughs> we are used to having one pastor. So Pastor John has been uh, uh, two weeks back. He spoke about the synergy in community. Last week he also talk, talked about community. So we are continuing talking about community. Community is a group of people. This is a dictionary definition that I went and I looked in the dictionary and I found it in the dictionary. Community is a group of people living together in the same place sharing common interests. If you are in the same place and you share common interests, you become a community. Like we are here. We are in the same place. We share the same common interests, and we become a community. I'm going to just take you back to where I come from, where I'm born, just to try and uh, give you a brief background of community. Um, I was born in a family of five kids, and we had our small community where my dad was the man on the top of the food chain, and, and us, and in that community, uh, my dad was strict to make sure that the outside community that we lived in did not have much influence in my life, but the influence was coming from inside. He would tell me, I don't want you to associate with him. Because he knew, because in the community that I grew up in, it was a very, if I'm, I'm being blunt, it was a poor community where there was a lot of things happening. Young people were getting into drugs at a very young age, engaging into sex at a very young age. So, I was in a community that was very dangerous. But as a young man, you cannot see it. But only my father could see that if, if I don't take you back, if I don't control you, if I don't show you the, the right way, if I don't guide you to the right people, the, the results were obvious because we were seeing it in other kids. I tell you, in my community, we have kids that were buried at around 25, kids that were buried at around 30, 40. Young kids were dying because of community. It was the community that was building them to become who they were becoming. It was the community that made them to be who they were. So community plays a significant role. You are what you are because of a community that you associate with or the community that brought you up. That community is what has molded you, what has made you to be what you are right now. So I'm going to read some statements that I wrote down uh, in order to emphasize on my points. The most powerful influence on earth is a community. 
if a community is together and they agree on a certain thing, yeah. that thing would definitely happen. You remember the story in the Bible, the Tower of Babel. God himself had to intervene to say, these people have agreed. These people are standing together. These people are one. If I don't go down there and create confusion and make them speak different languages, they are going to build the tower as they have agreed. So there is a power in community that is, it cannot be found in an individual. As long as you are an individual, that power, that community has, you don't have it. But once you come together as a community, it makes you a powerful force. It makes you a powerful unity. Amen. Community controls and develops human culture. And uh, culture now develops a man. The community is the one that develops a culture, but the culture will develop you. You know there's a culture in your community, you know the, your culture, where you come from. But it is that culture that has developed you. So, as I grew up, I saw that the community that was, I was in was not taking me anyway. So, at, a, at an age of about 22, I decided to leave that community. I moved out of that community. My parents did their best to keep me logged into a small community in our house and in our church so that I will be trained in the way that they knew that this is, they're setting me for success. I'll tell you what my father used to do. My father was a, was a good man, and I, I love him. He, he's still alive up to, up to today. You know, he would make sure that I go to church. He would make sure that all of our siblings, the five of us, goes to church. Anything else was negotiable. You could negotiate not going to school. But you couldn't negotiate not going to church. So my father would make sure, if he's not in that service, he would ask you, were you in church? I'd say, yeah, 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 I was there. Who closed with the word of prayer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're a young man, you, are, you, 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 you like those things because it seems cool. You know, you like to be associated with what my father was seeing, that this community that you are associating yourself with will never take you anyway. But, you know, in, as a kid, that's, that's the cool thing to do. Thank God I never got... Uh, into drugs and anything, God just was uh, protecting me. It's, it's not because I was clever, but God was protecting me. Amen. Amen. 
So I'm just saying this to lay down a foundation on what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about the community that you grew up in, but today I want to talk about uh, the community that we are in, the community of the body of Christ. Amen. And I'm going to narrow it down to this community as life church. And I'll continue to zero it down to your life group and to your family. Because that's where we set the foundation of our lives as believers. If we want our lives to change, if we want our lives to be impacted by what's happening here, we have to be in the community. Because there is power in a community. Uh, when pastor was preaching on uh, his message two weeks ago, he said, our God is a community by himself. He is a triune God. We believe in a triune God. We believe in a God who is a community. So, even when he wanted to create you, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, when he was creating everything else, he was saying, let there be light, and light was. When he was creating something else, he said, let there be. But when he wanted to create you, he said, let us. He consulted a community because you are important. He said, let us make men in our own image and in our own likeness. Genesis chapter 126, God had to consult in order for you to be there. So you cannot live outside a community. You need a community. You can say, you know what? I'm born again, I'm heaven bound, so why do I need a community? It's true, you're born again and you're heaven bound, but you need a community. Believe you me, you need a community. Amen. So when Jesus came to earth, he was introducing the kingdom, the community of the kingdom. The community that we are in. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 3, uh, verses 1 to 2. Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent. The kingdom of hand, the kingdom of God is at hand. So when Jesus came, John was saying here, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Because Jesus had come to introduce a new kingdom. He had come to introduce a new community. A different kind of community than the one that was there. The community of the kingdom the community where God is the Father in that community. So now Jesus came on earth to bring us together into the community of the body of Christ. Amen. So life church as we are, we are a community. 
We are part of the body. And you need this community. Starting from uh, your family to the life group. Because without community, how can I put it? Okay. It's good as we meet here on a, on a Friday. It's a good community. But look at it this way. Have you ever been on a family reunion? Those that do family reunions, they are cousins and uh, those cousins from that side. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you about my family. My, 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 my grandfather had three wives. So, that, that's, that's why it is. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's what I'm, I'm saying what it is, yeah? And he had 23 kids. <laughs> so, I tell you, I don't know some of my first cousins. Yeah. You cannot expect me to know my first cousins when each of my uncles and aunts have got three, four, five kids. So imagine when we come to a family reunion. It will be like this, right? <laughs> so the point that I'm trying to, to drive to is, in this kind of a setup, in this kind of a community, yes, we know you, but we don't know you intimately. Yes, you are our brother, but the, the place that we get to know you intimately is in a life group. Because there you have, you have Sam, and with Sam, you are only eight guys. So he will get to know you intimately. He will get, so you need to be connected to such kind of a setup. You need to be connected to a life group because that's where intimacy is. That's where you get to know what's happening in his life. You know, if you are not connected, you can be in hospital and no one knows about it here. It's not that we don't love you, but we don't know because you are not connected. The person who would have told us is Sam, your life, group, your, your life coach, but because you are not connected into the community, there is no way the church will know and meet your need. Amen. So you need to be connected to, yes, it's good to come to, to this big congregation on a Friday. But imagine if Pastor, Pastor John wants to, to do a dinner with everyone. How, 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 when will he reach to your house? If he's doing every day, I think it will take him a year to get to you. Right? Because we are more than 365 here, right? So it will take him a year. If he's, if, if he's coming to you daily, if he's come, going to visit someone on a daily basis, so you need to be connected into your community. 
Community is important for you. Amen. There is power in community that you cannot find anywhere else. The Bible goes on to say, uh, let me look for that scripture. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. Where two or three are gathered in my name, they are in their midst. So if you are in a community, the presence of God respects community. God himself respects community. That's why he says, where two or three are gathered in my name, once you gather, you are saying we are doing life group. You are doing it. It's a, it's a church event. I'm there in the midst. You don't need to feel anything. The problem with believers, we have become so emotional that we say, oh, the, today the, the, the spirit of God was in our midst. He's always there. Once we gather like this, he's here. Yes, because we believe the Bible. We believe what the word says. And if the word says he's here, we know he's here. We don't need to feel it. We don't need any to be emotional about it. We need to know it. Amen. The second thing that I think the Bible also encourages us not to neglect meeting together. Do not neglect meeting together. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Do not neglect meeting together. It is important for you as a believer. I will come down to where I will give you why it's important for you to, to meet in a community. But the Bible encourages us do not neglect meeting together as a family. Do not neglect that. Hebrews chapter, uh, you can write it down and read it on your own spare time. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 25. When Jesus was departing, when he was leaving, he said to his mother, Woman, behold, your son. Son, he, he, he talked to John, your mother. What was he doing? He was entrusting his mother into a community. He knew that his mother cannot survive outside of a community. So he told John, this is your mother. Take care of her. Because he knew that only community. He had brothers. Jesus had brothers. But he, he entrusted his mother. When he was dying, he entrusted his mother to a person in the community to say, woman, behold your son. Yeah. Uh, where, 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 where am I? Yes. It is important to have structures like life group. You might say, ah, okay, this is an idea that came from our pastor. Yeah, life group. Where is it in the Bible? Because we need to be biblical about everything that we're doing. We just don't need to do things because of the sake of doing it. Yeah, their, their life groups are there in the Bible. <laughs> uh, you remember the story of uh, Jethro? 
Moses' father-in-law. Exodus chapter 18. Moses would, when his father-in-law visited him, I'll just paraphrase the story, but I know some of you know it. When his father-in-law visited him, after they spent a day, then the following day, Moses went to sit on his seat where he was saving the children of Israel. Let me tell you how big Moses' church was. Moses had a church of about 2 million followers. That was Moses' church. So if you have got a church of 2 million followers and you are trying to save 2 million people, my God, they wear you out. And so his father-in-law came to him and said, Moses, what are you doing? What is it that you're doing? He says, no, the people are coming to me. I need to save them. He says, no, if you do it this way, you're going to weigh out, and you're going to weigh out the people. Not only you, but you and the people. So you need to have a structure. Appoint leaders of tens. Leaders of hundreds. Leaders of thousands. Why? Because it was God's design to make sure that you are connected in the community. Now only Moses had to meet with the leaders. But the rest were meeting inside the community. So it's easy. It makes life easy. Not only for the leaders. This is not trying to build a church. No. We are trying to build you. Because we said, remember when I say, I said community builds you. When we are building a community, we are building you. So what we are talking about is we are trying to build you. So if you don't plug yourself into your community, there is no way you can be built. So you need to be plugged into your community in order for you to be built. Amen. So, so good so far? Oh, it's so far so good. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Mm. When a community is united, the Lord commands his blessings. Pro, uh, Psalms 133, verse 1 to 3, the full chapter. Psalms 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to, to dwell together in unity. It is like precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron. Uh, let me, before I go to, Aaron was the high priest. So it was likened as oil running down the head of the high priest to the beard, going down to his hem. Remember, this is a, what, what do you call this, an analogy? What, what do you call it? A metaphor. a metaphor, yeah. So, the high priest represents Christ, right? He's, he's our high priest, yeah. So, he was saying it, it's like oil, and oil, you know, it represents the anointing, right? 
it was like oil. When dwelling together in peace, this is what it, it, it was represented to be like. It was like oil from the head of Aaron to his beard going down to the, to his, to the hem of his garment. So it was like oil from the high priest. We are the body, right? We are the body of Christ. From the high priest to the body, down to his hem. So it's like when we are in, when we are in unity, when we are together, it's like the anointing flows from the high priest going down to... Ah, come on, man. This is how I, I understand it. And it is like Jew descending upon Mount Zion. Do, do, do we know what Mount Zion represents, right? It represents the, the new Jerusalem. It represents us. Yeah. There was Mount Sinai that, where the law was given. And there's Mount Zion where we are now. It represents the, the new believers' church. So it was like Jew flowing. Ah. It was like Jew flowing on Mount Sinai. Jew represents blessings. Therefore, the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. So it is important for us as a body to stay together, to stay in unity, to stay in peace. It is important and we need to make sure as a body we are together and we are in unity. Amen. Amen. Hey. I also went to look on, uh, on the first church. How the first church were, were doing their thing. You remember in Acts, the first church even when the, the church was about to start, Jesus gives them an instruction. Tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endured with power. They had to, they were in, in, in a community. Acts chapter 2, let's, let's read it. Uh, chapter 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came and they were together in one place like we are today. They were a community. They were together in one place. They had to be a community. Up to now, I tried to figure out why they had to be in one place. The only answer that I could come up with is God respects community. God, because why couldn't they just go in their own houses? Because the Holy Spirit can go anyway. Why couldn't they just be filled when he is in his own house, he is in his own house? Why they were told to tarry in Jerusalem? Stay together and tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endured with power. That, the only answer that I could come up with, is, it's not written here, but it's me just making logic out of it, that the only answer that I could come up with is because God respects community. He wants you to be together. So, he, they were told, let's, let's continue reading. When the day of Pentecost 
When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like, a, like, a, like the blowing of a violent wind came from, from heaven and filled the whole house where they were seated. Uh, on this one, the point that I wanted was they were together in one place. They were together in one place. So they were in a community. So we are saying it is important for a believer to stay in a community. Your blessing is in this community. Pastor was saying it uh, when he was preaching on the message on synage, that your blessing is in the person seated next to you. We carry each other's blessing. Just being in this community, we have a corporate blessing that we bring. Just being together, there is a blessing that God sends on the house for just staying together. So let's look at the first church, how they were conducting themselves as a community. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Every believer faithfully devoted to follow the teachings of the apostle. Every believer faithfully devoted to follow the teachings of the apostle. Their hearts were mutually linked one, linked to one another. I'm, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Their hearts were linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. This is how the, the first church were conducting themselves. This is, I'm sure if you, you want to, it's like the prototype church. Yeah, when you're making a prototype, this is how you, it's the first product that you, you produce, right? So this is like the prototype church, how they were conducting themselves. So this is what you benefit from a community. This is how you should be engaged into a community. Because what we are saying is, you can do well by yourself, but you can do better as a community. You remember what pastor says, one can put a thousand to, but two, so we can do better together. Yes, one can put a thousand into flight, but two, can put 10,000. Why not 2,000? It, it didn't, it, it doesn't make sense, right? Two are putting 10,000. One, 1,000. So it means when we are together, our force, there is power in being together. There is power in being a, in being a community. Amen. Let's continue reading. A deep sense of holy awe a deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. We want miracles, signs, and wonders. This is the place. This is the breeding ground. I was setting you up for miracles, signs, and wonders, but I'm happy we have a, a healthy church. 
Yes, we have. And it's a good thing, right? Yeah. Because when we are together, there is no way. Because the word says, miracles, signs, and wonders will follow those that believe. Whether, as long as you believe, that's the only condition. The condition is you believe and miracles, signs, and wonders will follow. Amen. All believers were in fellowship as one body. All believers were in fellowship as one body. And they shared with one another whatever they had. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, that one is deep, man. <laughs> as a community, it's our responsibility to, to look out after my brother, to look out for my brother. It is the community's responsibility. So, if you are plugged into a community, we are looking out for you. Here it's saying they shared everything that they had. I'm, I, I said this is the prototype church. Mm. This is life, right? Out of generosity, they sold their ass. Oh. Jesus, they sold their assets and distributed the proceeds. Oh my God. There's going to be an auction this week, right? <laughs> People selling their assets to distribute among the believers. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Out of generosity, they sold their assets distributed the proceeds to those who were in need among them. As a church, it's our responsibility as a community to make sure that that's why we have the alabaster jar in this house. We, we, are, we are just not saying the word and we don't practice it. I know, I've seen that People are bringing things in their numbers to the alabaster jar. Because we want to meet the need of anyone in the house. Anyone who is in need in the house. We are ready to meet the need. As a house, we are ready to meet the need. But the only way that your need can be known. You need to be plugged in into your community. If you are not plugged into the community, we will not know you. We will not know that you have a need. Right? So, what we desire, not only as, as Life Church, but as the body of Christ, is that we stay together in unity. Amen. Daily, they met together in the temple courts. Only, only twice a week, right? Yeah. Not daily. <laughs> yeah, we, we only meet twice a week. Yeah. These guys, the prototype church, were meeting daily. Yeah. 
There's power in community, right? They shared meals together with joyful hearts. This we are good at. I'm telling you, this we are good at. See us after church. If you want to see how good we are at this, just after church, see us. Oh my God. Oh, that life I commend you. Sharing meals. Life group is about sharing meals. This we are good at. Am I right? <laughs> they were continually filled with praise of God and enjoying favor of all people. And God kept adding their numbers daily. Who were coming, who were coming to life. <laughs> no. This, this is what the word is saying. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. You know, people, you might think that I, I put in that word. I, I did not put in that word. It's there. <laughs> so, people were coming to life. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, powerful, huh? Yeah, so, if we... I know some, some people say, ah, you know, it's not about the numbers. <laughs> There's a whole book called Numbers in the Bible. <laughs> so, numbers do matter, right? Yes. Uh, people need to be added to the body of Christ. We... As, as we are the body of Christ, as we are the church, if we continue, people will be added to us. If we follow this prototype church, this is what the first church was doing. The first church was sticking together. They were staying together as a community. If we stay together as a community, numbers will be added. People will be added to life. Amen. All right, I've got a few points that I've listed. There are so many benefits that are there, but I've got a few points that I've just uh, taken from Scripture just to show you why it's important for you to be in a community, why it is important for you to be in a community. Okay, so I'm going to uh, run down my points once I finish. We are done. I've got a few points that I've just taken from Scripture to, sh to show you how important it is to be plugged into a community. Okay. Community stands in prayer with you in times of need. When you're in a community, the community will stand in prayer with you in times of need. Acts chapter 12 from verses 5 to 19. There is the story of uh, Peter. Peter was sleeping in the prison. He was sleeping. He was not praying. And the community was praying for him. Whilst he was asleep in the prison. 
an angel of God came and opened the prison gates for him. Whilst he was sleeping and the community was praying for him. So, it's important. The community will stand with you. The community, you know, when you are, you, if you have been into a, a situation where you cannot pray, you need the community to stand with you. You need the community to pray for you. You need the community to stand with you. And it, it is important because why it's important? When you are weak, the community stands with you. When you are weak, the community stands with you. So community prays with you. We saw that Peter was released and he knew where to go. You, if you read through the story, he went to where the community was gathered. Yes, because he was plugged in a community. He knew what to do. He knew where to go because he was plugged in a community. And it comes again to my point that if we don't know you in the community, we will not know your needs. And how will we pray for you? Because if you are connected to a life group, if you are connected to a community, if you have got people in the church that you talk to on on the uh, Saturday to, to Thursday. Because that's where church happens. Saturday to Thursday, that's where real church happens. I said this is like a family reunion. But at back at home, where you are in your small setups, as, a, as your own family, that's where church happens. Amen. But community stands with you in prayer in time of need. Amen. Almost the same thing. Community helps you in times of need. You need a community to help you in time of need. Acts chapter, I, I, I was uh, referring mostly to the first church because it was so united. It showed us how the importance of community. It showed us how they were together as one, as a community. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 11, verse 27 to 29. And in these days came prophets from Jerusalem to Antioch, and they stood up, one of them named Agabus, and signified by, signified by the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit that they should be a great dear throughout the world is it dear or famine? I don't know. Uh, let me read it because this one I copied it from let me read from, from my Bible so that I will, I will make sure I'm reading the correct thing. Uh, 1127 Okay. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up through the spirit and predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help 
to the brothers and sisters living in Judea. They did, they did sending their gifts to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. So, mm, this one is deep, you know. That in a community, one person was led by the Spirit to identify a need of other brothers. You didn't even need to tell them your need. The other brothers, they didn't even know that there was a famine which was coming. But being led by the Spirit, one could tell that our brother is in need of help. So that's the importance. We are in a spirit-led church. Whereby your need, someone can be prompted by the Holy Spirit to know your need and pray for you while you are at your home. But they need to know you. You need to be in your community. Amen. So community helps you in times of need. Amen. I'll go to my third point. Community helps you create relationships. You can say, I am an introvert. I don't talk much. Uh, you know, some, some, I don't know if you are like me. When I came to this church, this is, uh, but pastor knows anyway. Yeah, when I came to this church, this was my plan. I wanted to sit at the back there, sneak in, and sneak out. Uh, this was my plan. I was successful for the first week. Uh, I sneaked in. Before the pastor, when I just thought he's about to finish, I sneaked out. Because I did not want to make relationships. But when you are plugged into a community, I don't know how it happened, but now I'm connected to everyone. <laughs> yeah. So community helps you to make relationships. Community helps you to make relationships. If you want to be connected to the people, you must be plugged into a community. And you have relationships. You stop being the sneaking in and sneaking out believer. Because we want to know you. The people here wants to know you. Because you are our brother. You know, there's one thing that I, I was just thinking. You know, that if I have a... Thank God my, oh, my whole family, I believe they are saved. Because they, they serve the Lord. But I was saying, if I had a brother who does not serve the Lord, you guys are more brothers to me than he is because I'm going to spend eternity with you. Yeah. yeah. Think of it. We're going to spend eternity together, man. So you better start knowing me now. Wow. Yes, I was on uh, 
Third point. Oh. Uh, community encourages and strengthens your faith. Community encourages and strengthens you in faith. Amen. Romans chapter 1. This is Paul. Romans chapter 1, verses 10. One of the things I always pray, one of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come to you at last. For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gifts that will help you grow in the Lord. But when in the Lord, when we are together, I want to be encouraged. I want to encourage you in your faith, but I want to be encouraged. Why am I, why was I typing this wrong? <laughs> this, this is wrong. Let me go to the Bible. <laughs> okay. Yes, Romans 1.10, huh? Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, you, you want to make it easier. But uh, let, me, let me just do it the... In my prayer, in my prayer at all times, I want... I pray that now, at last, God willing, the way will be made open for me to come to you. I long to see you, that I may impart to you spiritual gifts to make you strong. Yeah. That is, that you and I, you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So, as a community, we are there to encourage each other. You are there to pick me up. You know, there are times when you, you are weak. But if you are alone, there is no one to encourage you. That's why we gather to, in a service like, like today. This is what I'm doing. I'm encouraging you. And we encourage each other with the word of God. As a community, you encourage me in my faith, I encourage you. You encourage me, I encourage you. And that's what makes us strong. Because we are encouraging one another. So I want to be encouraged by you and you encouraged by me. We are encouraging each other by our mutual faith. Amen. So we encourage each other by faith. Amen. Community encourages you to overcome sin. It's important. If you have an addiction, you have something that you, by grace we are saved, yes. And sin no longer has dominion over us. But they are those habits that you need someone in the community to encourage you. You need the community to tell, brother, you know what, this area, I need God to help me. I need you to encourage me. I need you to strengthen me. To strengthen me. This is still a stronghold in my life. That's the importance of community. You don't have to 
to hide it. No, we are there for you, man. We are there for you. That's why we are here. We are here to encourage you. You know, we, we made sin a big issue that believers don't want to talk about it. But we have overcome it. It's, we are no longer slaves to it. If that habit is popping up, you know what? Let me, let me just tell you, it's not you. This is not who you are. Don't let me go there. <laughs> uh, today I said I want to teach. You know, I want to stick to my notes. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I'll stick to my, to my notes. But any habit that you might be struggling with, you have already overcome that habit. You remember that you are spirit, soul, and body. So, in your spirit, you are perfected. So, you just need your body to understand who you are in your spirit. And you overcome that habit. Amen. So, this is where you come to be encouraged. In this community, we, we, we come to tell you your identity. We tell you who you are. That, you know what, this habit has no dominion over you. This habit has no dominion over your life. You are more than a conqueror. You are above the habit. So it's in a community that you get encouraged. Amen. Yeah. Point number five. Ah, did, I, did I read the scripture on this one? Did I read the scripture on... Uh, no. Okay, let me see. Mm, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 to 14. Hebrews, I don't know how you call it. I call it Hebrews, but it's Hebrews, Hebrews, which, whichever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hebrews. You said Hebrews, Seb? Hebrews, not Hebrews. Uh, uh. Ah, okay. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. So watch your steps, friends. Make sure, I'm reading from, from the message. Uh, watch your steps, friends. Make sure these, make sure there's no evil unbelief lying around that would trap you and throw you off course. Because if you, that's what community helps you to, to tell you, you know what, where you're about to step. It's not, that's not the right place. And this will throw you off course. Amen. So, and divert you from living, from the, from the living God for as long as it's still 
called today. Keep each other on your toes so sin does not slow you down. So the community is there to help you because sin, we know we have overcome it. But the devil is, is clever. He makes you feel condemned. He makes you feel like, you know what, you are the worst person in the world. Now the community is there to tell you, you know what, brother, come on, let's go. Let's move on. This is, we are more than conquerors. This is who we are. Let's move on. Let's move on. You have already overcome this challenge. You have already overcome this obstacle. Let's move on. So if you are plugged into your community, sin will not slow you down. Because the purpose of the enemy is to make sure that you don't believe that you are an overcomer. That's his mission. That you don't believe that you are more than a conqueror. You don't believe that you are above and not beneath. You don't believe that you are the head and not the tail. That's the purpose. He wants you to, to be thrown down by condemnation, by feeling guilty. That's, what, that's his purpose. That's what he wants. So as a community, we are there to encourage you, to tell you that you are above sin. Amen. So it's important for you. The community will help you to overcome the obstacle of sin. Amen. Community accepts you as you are. Come as you are. If Jesus accepted you as you are, we as a community, we say, come as you are. We accept you. We understand we are at different levels of understanding, different levels of maturity. But the important thing is the spirit that is in us. We have the same spirit. Ah, we are, come on, we are the same in the spirit. So, what we see as you are is what you are just acting out. It's, you are just a person who is like, Besides himself. Because what we said is, in your spirit you are righteous. Your actions might not be as righteous as your spirit, but the community will accept you as you are. And will help you in your process of transformation. In your process of transformation, people are at different levels of renewing their mind to be transformed and to be conformed to who they are in Christ Jesus. So as a community, we understand that we are at different levels. We are at different understandings. So we say, come as you are. Because if Christ accepted you, who are we to say, this one, we cannot accept you. Amen. Romans chapter 15, verse 7. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be, will be given glory. 
So accepting you gives glory to God. Accepting you as you are, God will be given glory. Amen. Can I just have a sip of water? So far, so good? So good so far? Uh, I'm about to finish. Um, um, okay, I was on point number six. I'm going to point number seven. Community is there to love you. We are there to love you. Community is there to love you. Love one another deeply from the heart. That's what the Bible says. Love each other deeply from the heart. Not the sage kind of love. We, we are talking the agape. <laughs> yeah. The one in sage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we encourage that one. It's at the right time, but now I'm talking about the agape kind of love. <laughs> love each other deeply from the heart. Amen. So community is there to love you. As a body of Christ, we are there to love each other. Like we said, we accept each other as we are. We are not there to judge you. We are not there to uh, say, you know what, this person is like this, it's like this. We are just there to love you. To love on you, man. If elsewhere they are not accepting you, elsewhere they are not loving you, come here, we will love you. If you are being rejected elsewhere, you are being rejected here, we will love you. So this community is there to love you. It's there to support you in whatever you are doing. Amen. Three more and we're done. You get teaching and counsel in a community. Community, we are there to teach you to give you counsel. Because there are certain things that you are thinking, ah, God, should I, should I go for this? Should I? Should I? Yes, we know you have the spirit in you. The Holy Spirit is the best counselor. He's the best teacher. He's, he's there to guide you. But at times, you might not be able to hear. And you are in a community where you can get counsel. You can be taught. So if you are plugged into a community, that's where you get the right counsel. Because if you look for counsel elsewhere, because counsel is there, if you go to your friends, he will give you advice. You know what? This, I think you can do this, you can do this. If you do this, uh, I'm, I'm sure you... It's, it's, it's okay, man. Go for it. You can just pay a bribe. You can do this. You can do that. It's cancel. But 
in this community, in a church community, in the body of Christ, you receive the right counsel. It's important to know that in the body of Christ, you receive the right counsel and the right teaching to transform your life, to transform you to who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. The message about Christ, I know it's not the Bible. It's <laughs> Alejandra loves uh, the message and the Passion Translation. <laughs> the message about Christ in all its richness fills your life. Teach and counsel each other with all wisdom he gives. Amen. Sings psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Amen. Amen. So, here as a community, we are encouraged to teach each other, to give each other counsel. Amen. Amen. We teach each other as a community. We give each other counsel. So if you want the right kind of, of counsel, life group is where you get the right counsel. From your pastors is where you get the right counsel. From the, the guy ne sitting next to you is where you get the right counsel. If he is uh, Holy Spirit filled, but I'm sure everyone who is here is right. <laughs> But in your life groups and in, from your pastors, that's where you get the right counsel. If you've got anything that you need counsel with, that's, that's, that's why community is there. Community is there to help you. Yeah. If you go to your life coach and your life coach cannot deal with whatever you need counsel, he has got pastors that he can go to. Amen. So your life coach will tell you, you know what, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard your, your story, but I think we need to deal with it this way, this way, this way. Amen. Amen. So community gives you counsel and teaching. Amen. Amen. Community is there to carry your burdens. You don't have to carry it by yourself, you know. There are things that you might be going through in your life and you're thinking, you know what? I just have to keep it to myself. You know, it's those things that leads to stress and whatever. Because people have got no one to, to talk to. They've got no one to help them carry their burdens. But if you come in a Christ-centered community, community is there to help you carry your burdens. Whatever challenges that you have, whatever burden that you are carrying, the community is there to help you carry the burdens. Amen. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law, fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens. We have to take, uh, if I am in, your, in, in the community with you, I take your problem as if it's mine. I take your challenge 
as if it's mine. Because we are a community. I take your challenge as if you are my biological brother or you are my biological sister. Because we are brothers in Christ Jesus. We are now family. We are now one. Amen. So we carry each other's burdens. I will carry your burdens. You carry my burdens. If I have got anything that I, I need, I'll come to the community. And the community has to be able to carry your burdens. Amen. Amen. Last point. Community is there to serve you. We are, as a community, we are there to serve you. We are there to make sure that your needs are met in your spiritual needs are met, your physical needs are met, your whatever needs are met, the community is there to serve you. The community is there for you. The community is there to serve you. Amen. So as a community, as Life Church, what in my conclusion is, I'm encouraging each and every one of you to be plugged in to the community. Let people know you. Let people know you intimately. Let people know. Let have someone that knows the finer details of your life. Don't have that closed up life. Be open. Be transparent. Be an open book that you have nothing to hide. If you're in a community... Because if you are in your own cocoon, as a community, we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to help you. So if you are open and you are transparent and you are in a community, the community is able to help you. The community is able to deal with whatever challenges that you are, you are facing. So be plugged in into your community. Be plugged in into your life group. Be plugged in on these social gatherings that we do after church, it's important because the only way I can know you is when we are having a one-to-one. -one. The only way you can know me is when we are having a one-to-one. -one. There is no way you can know a person on a family reunion. Right? It's, but we need it. We need to come together as the body, but you need to be plugged in into the community. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, that was my conclusion. God bless you so much. Uh,